Hello, everybody, and welcome to How About That. How About That is a podcast that will cover the hottest topics in the world of sports. If you're a sports junkie, you came to the right place because this is for you. We'll give you the hot takes. We'll tell you what you need to hear. We'll make you love us. We'll make you hate us. The three of us live and breathe sports, and we cannot wait to share this with those who do the same. Welcome to How About That. Everybody, hey, hi, how are you? It's time to introduce a miraculous dude, something similar to fairy tales. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of How About That? Happy Valentine's Day. All right, make sure you get your girl some flowers. Real quick, just wanted to give a shout out to our boy Burke for letting us use his music. He's coming up with an intro song for us. We're excited to have that, but you know, check him out. Summertime Rhymes. Uh, he's on iTunes, he's on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you listen to music, you can listen to my boy, Burke. All right, Zach, what you got? Yo, what's up, everybody? Zeaton on Twitter, but like Zach Eaton, Junior Butler right now, big dogs fan, been my whole life on the bubble right now, so kind of nervous, but I think they'll get in that last four. I'm sure we'll talk about that more later. Uh, from Fishers, so big Indianapolis sports fan, Colts, Pacers, young course for both teams, excited for the future in Indianapolis. That's what I got. I'm Yolo Hostio, Justin Brooks. Go, I'm a junior at Southern Indiana, USI, Squeagles. I play men's soccer there. Home Squeaks! Woo-woo! Uh, I'm a big Michigan State fan. Tom Izzo, Cassius Winston. Cassius Winston's going to be the Big Ten Player of the Year. Should be up yeah, for consideration easy, for National easy. Player of the Year. Uh, I'm from Detroit and from Indy, so I like the uh, Tigers, Red Wings, Lions, Colts, and Pacers. Yeah, also, a fun fact about Brooks, obviously a student athlete. We take a lot of pride in having one of those members on our podcast. And, you know, student-athletes get that mark where, you know, they don't know much about school. They're really just there to play. Not Brooks, despite uh, taking about 20 minutes just to get on this Skype alone to figure out. So glad you can be on the show with us, Brooks. I made it. I made it. D2 soccer player, not a D2 podcaster. (laughs) I already introduced myself. I'm Justin Buckman, a.k.a. Odell Buckman Jr. I go to Bowling Green State University. Town's up. Uh, Originally from Jersey, exit 10. Huge Rutgers fan. Shout out Steve Pakel for the uh, fifth win of the Big Ten. Boys are back. Ball like it's 1991. Uh, also, diehard Giants fan, diehard Yankees fan, Islanders, Knicks, you know, Jersey represent. For our first segment of the podcast, we're going to go into How Bouts. How Bouts is a segment where we're just going to overview the hottest topics in sports. And I mean, JB, you want to knock us off? I'll start us off. How about. Kyler Murray choosing the NFL over the MLB. You know, financially, it looks like a good decision. He's going to be making $30 million from his rookie contract. MLB is only fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. He would have got the signing bonus of $5 million with MLB. Still, I get it financially. Better decision go to the NFL. But I am here to tell you that he should have chose the MLB in the long run over the NFL. He is 5'10", and that's generous. You know that. You know, <laughs> We'll see he what the runs, he's more of a runner. He's more of a runner than a throw than a pocket passer. And when's the last time a uh, running quarterback's been successful in the long haul in the NFL? So I mean, look at I mean Lamar Jackson had one good year. Let's we'll see if he lasts. He came and throw. I mean, RG three ran the ball. He got hurt within two years and was out of the NFL. So that's two examples right there. 
And don't even compare him to Baker. Baker can sling that ball down the field. He's a pocket <laughs> passer. Jack, you seem a little ticked off by those comments. It's just like Kyler, Kyler can play. This is the Heisman winner. Got one year to play. He can throw in the pocket. If you watch him against Alabama, he struggled a little bit early on figuring it out. But he is a man that can make plays in the pocket. Against, and then Alabama, uses, against Alabama's soft defense in the second soft half? Defense. My God, they're going to have four first-rounders again. They, do, they All they do is produce NFL talent. I mean, look at the Eddie Jackson. You can, I mean, you can go down. CJ Mosley, we can go down the list of the talent. And Kyler held his own against Oh, them. Alabama has all the talent, but they were playing prevention defense for three quarters of the game after they're up 28-0. I mean, they're playing in the Big 12. That's, that defense is weak. That's fair. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you Kyler Murray is going to be a successful franchise quarterback, but it's the right decision. I mean, $30 million guaranteed. You, you get one rookie contract deal. You get $30 million guaranteed, at least an $11 million signing bonus. You're sitting there, money's in the pocket. That's more than any minor league deal, and you're gonna have to be in the minor league system for a while. If you don't work out four years, go to the baseball. You can always go back to baseball, JB. You said yeah, you can be in yeah, baseball I, long term. You said it yourself. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's more of like a Tim Tebow type thing. You know, <laughs> oh, doesn't work out in the NFL, so he heads over the baseball and plays in the minors for a little while and tries to get up to the MOB. So that's why I'm going with that. I I think in the long haul he'll be in the MOB. In ten years, I don't think he'll be in the NFL anymore. All right. I mean, he's going to get an opportunity in the NFL because this quarterback class sucks, but that's a different story. Yeah, also, that is a big story because if he was in a different class, he's not a first-round draft pick. He's not getting that guaranteed money if he's in a different class. He should be the first. Very true. All right. All right. (laughs) All right. Next up, how about another Woj Bomb season ending? Everybody's favorite time is Woj Bomb season. We're done with the NBA trade deadline. All-star break's coming up. What do we think about post-trade deadline? I mean, I think you start with just Woj himself and the, and the epic battle that is the trade deadline, and that's that's Woj versus Shams. It's, I mean, an electric battle. I mean, 30 minutes in, 30 minutes out, who can get the first tweets? It seemed like Woj had a good domination this round, but summertime, you know, that's when Shams likes to kind of, you know, strut his stuff and show what he can do. So I think Shams has got him. But speaking for the NBA itself, uh, I, I really like what the Mavs did getting Porzingis. Got the young core there. Uh, got young talent with also you got Hardaway the big contract, but you got Burke and possibly can get some more this summer. So I think I think the Mavs are the winners, but the Knicks did the right thing too if they can get one of those max contracts. And you best believe the NBA two is max gonna, contracts two max contracts. Best believe the NBA is going to rig it once again. Sorry, Cleveland, your time's over. It's time for Zion to go to New York. Zion, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. I mean, we're going to be Eastern Conference champions next year. It's that simple. Well, wow. uh, listen, every big team made a move. Every contender made a move, minus the Warriors, because the Warriors are in a league of their own. I really don't know if the power rankings changed much. You got the Warriors are still the team to beat. Bucks adding Miritich is huge. He's a shooter on Giannis. Raptors with Gasol. Then Sixers adding Harris. They add Harris, a great weapon, a great fourth guy. Solidifies their starting lineup, but they have absolutely no depth, and I don't know how you're going to win multiple seven-game series with no depth. And then you got the Celtics sitting over there I mean, Celtics have been playing good ball. They beat the Sixers themselves, but I still think that the Bucks are the team to beat in the East. So I don't really know if this changed the power rankings any much. I just think it set up a lot for the summer I, of uh, 2019. I think the Bucks are still the team to beat in the East. I mean, they have wins against Toronto three times, at Golden State, Denver twice, Houston. But like, I like what Toronto did in getting Marcus Hall. If they can somehow get home court advantage over the Bucks, I think Toronto is the team to beat. Are the Celtics officially better without Kyrie? Can we go out and say that now? I mean, Rosier's balling. <laughs> Scary Terry. I, I think so. I mean, he, they, they, you know, 
played well last year in the playoffs without him. They beat the Sixers without him. I, that's why you just got to bring him to New York. Kyrie, you don't need to be there. I like Philly. Or give up less. I like Philly's starting lineup, but like you said, they have no bench. So I don't know if they can they can make a run, but I don't know if they can get to the finals. I'm yeah. curious to see what they do with all these buyout contracts because they have to add depth quickly. They do. They do. All right, my, my, how about that? How about, how about Kareem Hunt? Uh, the story of the NFL late in the season, November 30th gets released after the video comes out of you know his um, domestic abuse problems. So this time, February 11th, just kind of, we kind of think the Ray Rice is not coming back, a uh, similar situation. John Dorsey, who drafted him in Kansas City, ends up signing him. He's going to be with Cleveland. We don't know if he's going to play or not, but there's definitely that chance that he does. There's definitely a chance that this impacts the AFC North a lot. So what are we thinking now? in terms of the AFC North and taking control, especially with all the drama with A.B. and Pittsburgh? I think the Browns might be the team to beat. I mean, they, I they're they adding weapon upon weapon upon weapon for Baker. Baker looked good. I know you got the sophomore slump coming up, but if he can avoid that and play well, you, I mean, the Steelers are in shambles. The Bengals are in shambles. The Ravens are the team to beat. A.B. doesn't like Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, that, they're really adding a lot here. I mean, I think the Browns are the team to beat if Kareem Hunt can play. I don't know how he is allowed to play. I mean, I'm reading an article right now about how Jalen Ferguson, Louisiana Tech defensive end, is not allowed oh. to go to the combine because he got in a fight, fresh, he got in a fight uh, freshman year at McDonald's. Oh, no. I love so, Jalen. So, <laughs> My sleeper. So he's not allowed to go to the combine because he got in a fight. So how is Kareem Hunt allowed to play in the NFL? Well, hitting a woman, so I mean, I just don't get it. But if he is allowed to play, they got weapons all across the offense, so defense is getting better. I think, I think they're the team to beat with Pittsburgh struggling. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I mean, the Ravens got exploited with with what they charges defended them with the seven DBs. I mean, I don't think Lamar Jackson can throw a ball consistently. I don't think that's ever going to change. The Bengals, I, I mean, my God, we're we're trying to find <laughs> the next Sean McVay. So you go to his quarterback coach. That's not the move. I think we've learned that is not the move. You cannot look for the next Sean McVay. The Bengals tried doing that. It can't get worse when you have Marvin Lewis and Hugh Jackson on your staff. So they had to try something. But, you know, I, th- I think they could be one of the worst teams in the league. And Pittsburgh's such a mess. So I, mean, I think Cleveland, they have all the chances if they can just take advantage of it, whether Kareem plays or not. I think that if Kareem uh, does end up playing, I know it's a good fit for the Browns. I mean, you just continue adding weapons. But I don't know if it's a great fit for Kareem Hunt. You got Nick Chubb, who almost got, who was four yards short of 1,000 yards his rookie year, over five yards per carry. He can score the ball. Duke Johnson, who can just catch the ball he's a great receiving running back out there they complement each other really well Kareem's going to be coming into a, a good backfield right now he's going to have to earn his snaps so I'm curious to see uh how that all play out if he ends up playing it'll definitely be interesting so our uh, our next our next segment we'll move on it's a new segment we're going to be starting that we're going to have a lot probably once a week here love it hate to see it so pretty much kind of big events going on with teams things that we like things that we don't like uh Buckman what you got we'll start with you you love to see a mid-major with a shot to win the national championship. I don't think they're talked about enough. The Gonzaga <laughs> Bulldogs are a top three team in the nation. I know they're ranked top three, but you don't hear them talked about top three. I think that they could be the team to beat this year. I really do. I don't know if they're the team to beat. I mean, you got well, Duke and Tennessee ahead of them. They beat so. Duke at full strength. I'm, I'm on the Gonzaga train. I'm on the Gonzaga Bulldogs train. Listen. 
Ken Palm. I'm a Ken Palm guy. When it comes to brackets, when we get closer to that time of year, I'm going to give you guys all the insights and stats to look for for Ken Palm rankings. But let me tell you something <laughs> real quick. They're ranked third in Ken Palms. Number one adjusted offense. Number 20 adjusted defense. They play on both sides. They got the best college basketball offense. In, I mean, the best offense in college basketball. Over 90 points a game. Shooting over 50%. They rebound the ball. They got a good coach. They got an experienced guard. These boys have it all. Average margin of victory, 26 points. I don't care what conference you play in. If you're winning games by 26 points consistently, that is impressive. They're not going to be winning by 26 points in the Big Ten or ACC, so those, that's a skewed stat right there. I'm saying, but if you can beat teams consistently, I don't care what level, by 26 points, that's something to take into consideration. That, I mean, yeah, that's fair. I mean, even though they're playing the sisters of the poor and the blind, they're, they're doing what they have to do. I mean, they're beating teams the way they should. They play... Got loyal to Marymount tonight, I think. They, I mean, the biggest game used to be against St. Mary's. Now they're terrible. But I, I think they are legit. It's just how can they get into the tournament? The question is, when it comes to March, can they be ready to turn that throttle back on against these good teams that are going to play twice a weekend uh, instead of playing, you know, Portland State or whoever they're playing right now in their, in their conference? I think Gonzaga think- is oh, you know, very good. I really don't think they can beat Duke again. I don't think they can hang with Tennessee again. I think they can get the Final Four. I don't see them beating either of those teams if they match up against them in the Final Four. I just think that they're just such a well-rounded team that you have to, I mean, they can beat you in multiple ways. They can attack you in multiple ways. And I love Perkins. I love him. Senior guard. He's been to the national championship before. He knows how to get there. They have an experienced head coach who knows how to get him there. I love the Gonzaga Bulldogs. That's fair. That's fair. What do you, what do you hate them? You hate to see an NFL team with a QB problem. This one hits close to me with the Giants, but you also got the Jaguars, the Broncos. I don't care if you sign, if you trade for Joe Flacco. You're basically putting a Band-Aid over Waterloo because Flacco sucks. He sucks. He's not, any, he's, not a, he's, you know, he's not better than Case Keenum. Redskins, Dolphins, to name a few. Listen, boys, this NFL draft class sucks. It sucks. There's nobody who you can look at and say, I know for sure he's going to be a franchise quarterback. And that scares me. As a Giants fan, we're picking sixth. We don't have a quarterback who I can trust. We got to keep Eli Manning. He's done in a year. If we have to win, if we don't win this year, we're going to have, you know, fire the coaches, fire the GM. All that's going to happen. We're going to keep losing. I mean, this is not a good position to be in for the NFL this year if you have QB problems. Yeah, I mean, well, I think the uh, with the Giants too. I mean, you gotta stop worrying about taking pictures on boats. You gotta stop worrying about trying things out, <laughs> uh, okay. trying to stop fighting things on the sideline. There's more issues than just the court. All right, all but, right. Yeah, I, it's it's. I think Haskins is the answer in the for the Giants, but I, for the rest of the league, it is tough because there are not. I mean, Drew Locke, who Elway liked, but God, Elway just signed Flacco. So how much does he is he really caring about the quarterback situation there? It's it's tough to say what these teams are gonna do. I think the Redskins are in the worst position because Alex Smith, my God, if you saw the picture of him at the Wizards game. Not yeah. sure if that man's ever going to walk without you know, crutches again. So they're in a terrible position with a lot of teams. It's, it's not a position you want your team to be in with this QB draft class. Do you think Nick Foles could turn the team around no. when he becomes a free agent? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He's the worst quarterback against zone defenses last year. Yeah, he, had, he had magic in Philly. He did. I'll give him that. But he still threw four picks in, in the playoffs. And I hope he goes to Jacksonville so I can beat him twice a year for my goals. <laughs> Absolutely. Go ahead. I mean, if you're a team who you know you need, you have to win this year. I'm looking at Jaguars, Giants, Broncos. I mean, these teams you have to win this year. You uh, can have to. If you you if you get, if you want to get part of this talented draft class coming out next year with Tua, From, uh, why can't Justin Herbert? 
or in two years with the the man, the myth, the legend, Trevor Lawrence. I just want to throw him out. He's just just great. He's he's just sunshine, baby. That's why I'm talking about. You'd be the first quarterback taken this year. He he should be. I would take him in a heartbeat. But listen, you're going to have to give up so much draft capital to move yourself up in the draft next year. I mean, it's just, it's a lose-lose situation. There's no right way to go about it. At one point or one part of your organization you're losing, it sucks. It's tough. It's tough. We'll see what these teams are able to do. Brooksy, what do you love? I love all the college basketball boats and beaches. Is it March already? <laughs> like, it feels like it. Like, are you serious? Last Friday, you guys need to take a look at this game. But if you haven't seen it, look it up. Harvard, Columbia. Triple overtime. Ivy League. League basketball. At the end of regulation, Columbia comes down the court, hits a game-tying buzzer BD3 to send it to overtime. You know what happens? The next overtime, or the first overtime, Harvard comes down, game time three at the buzzer, and sent it to double overtime. Incredible. You think it's over there? No. Double overtime. 15 seconds left. Columbia hits another game time three to send it to triple overtime. Harvard ends up winning 98-96. One of the best games you'll probably watch all year. Take a look at that one. But just two days later, you see Iowa, Jordan Bohane, and Clemson miraculous comeback against Northwestern to win at the buzzer. I know that won my friend a lot of money, so I'm sure he's happy. Shout out, Mitch. That was a hell of a round robin. Then, the same day, probably the best college basketball ending I've ever seen. Missouri State, Iowa State, Illinois State. Scramble at half court. Picks it up. Half court shot. Are you serious right now? I mean, it feels (laughs) like March right now. I'm loving it. It does. I can't wait. We're almost getting there. It's about that time. You can feel it. You can feel it. What What are you hating? I'm hating. MLB spring training right now. You know why I'm hating MLB spring training? Because Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are not on a team. I mean, Bryce Harper is the youngest MVP ever, and he's not signed for a team in spring training. Like, are you serious? And Manny Machado, come on. He was just on a team that was in the World Series, and he's not on a team right now either. Like, give these guys some jobs. I mean, that's that's fair. It's also a money problem in a situation for them too, right? Trying to figure out where they want the best opportunity, but... I don't know. I think with all the headlines coming in with the NBA and the NFL, they're kind of getting put to the side. So something's got to happen soon. I mean, I think this is hurting the MLB more than anything because everybody loves players' movement. That's what everyone pays attention to. That's what got the headlines. When you have two of your biggest names in sports and they can't be signed right before spring training, that's going to hurt you disrespecting the game by saying he's not going to play in the MLB. That hurts you even more. The MLB has not had one win. It's just straight L's this entire offseason. And Manny Machado, you're an idiot for not accepting the Yankees deal. So, you're gonna <laughs> I keep agree. It. I mean, they're looking for the long-term tr- contracts. And if they can't get a job, just get a short-term contract and join a team right now. I mean, they need to be on teams right now. They both can help teams win a World Series. So yeah. they need to be on a team. If you had to guess, where would those teams be? Uh, I'll say Bryce is heading to Philly. And... I have no idea about Manny Machado, so. Look, I keep seeing White Sox, but I, I don't know if that's going to happen. And I will say, I saw one rumor. It may have been true. It may have been fake. But Bryce Harper requested that the Phillies move. I mean, I, I respect the hell out of that. That's a headline. Team, listen, that's I'll, a come headline. You, I'll come to you, but you got to change cities. <laughs> Especially when it's a big sports market like Philadelphia. I respect the hell out of that. Philly, you can just blow <laughs> off. That's a headline. <laughs> all right zach what do you love uh, i i love to see it i love to see the power five quarterback transfers in college football i mean just like justin fields ohio state 
Jacob Eason from Georgia goes to Washington. Tate Martell leaves Ohio State because he's terrified of Justin Fields. He goes to Miami. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, you know, Alabama legend for you know being a backup and coming and getting them out win against Georgia. He's heading to Oklahoma. I mean, the Heisman Trophy winner this year is going to be electric because you have all those transfers, and don't forget, you still have the two best quarterbacks from the two best teams, Jake Fromm and Tua. I mean, I don't know who's going to win the Heisman this year, but with all these Trevor transfers. Lawrence. You forgot you have about Trevor him. Lawrence, too. How could I forget? I mean, it's going to be amazing. I think Justin Fields, I think he's my favorite right now. I saw him in the spring training. He's absolutely electric, and there's a reason Tate Martell went running because he knew he had no shot. I don't know what you guys think about all these quarterbacks, but I think Listen, Fields is in the lead. I'm, Fields a has big, field. oh, I'm a big Elite 11 documentary guy. I love to see all these Elite 11 names doing something. I'm excited to watch Justin Fields. I'm pretty sure he won the Elite 11. He's been moving around like no other. He can't find a stable home. Hopefully that's with Ohio State, although I will say I hate Ohio State fans, so that kind of sucks having to listen to them more. But Agreed. I think uh, Jalen Hoods is not going to be as good as people think he might be at Oklahoma. Not at all. I mean, Oklahoma-style play is downfield, and he can't even throw the ball 20 yards, so... (laughs) And he, yeah, I mean, he's not an electric runner as uh, Kyler Murray was either. So I just don't think he's going to be that good at Oklahoma. It's a good pickup for them, though. But I agree, I agree. Even though, even though Lincoln promised nothing was coming in, then he, he takes Jalen, Jalen Hurts, <laughs> and apparently isn't letting the other quarterback go. So Lincoln Riley showing a little bit of immaturity there. But that was interesting. All right, what do you hate, Zach? Now, this one, I, I mean, I guess I love it, but, you know, for, for the sake of the podcast and for the other people out there, you hate to see it. Uh, Assembly Hall, you're a they joke. Suck. You're a joke. <laughs> Assembly Hall, 83% career-winning percentage at Assembly Hall. The shot, the word back. The t- I'm so sick and tired of seeing the word back t-shirts. Well, listen, you have, that's you're the not biggest back. robbery in college basketball. I have bookstores selling them year after year. The biggest robbery. Gee, I mean, stop selling the t-shirts, Assembly Hall. You, you, I mean, you get a nice win against Marquette and Louisville early in the year. It seems like that place to play that no one wants to go to. Then all of a sudden, Romeo, my God sent from this state to go play basketball there. Something turned, something happened because you lost by double digits to Nebraska. But the shot clock didn't work against Michigan. When it did, you found yourself down 19 and nothing before you blinked. You lost by Ohio State. You lost to Iowa. You got that win at Michigan State, but you followed up with those two losses. You still got Purdue coming, Michigan State coming, Wisconsin coming, and yes, Rutgers coming. You cannot even beat. You can't beat Rutgers at Assembly. Assembly Hall. I don't know what you think. I, I mean, it's it's just lost its its character. It's lost its scariness. I mean, Listen, I, you might end up the season with a losing record after all those teams come to Assembly Hall. So, I don't want to hear Assembly Hall or IU mentioned as a blue blood in college basketball ever again. I'm tired. They of have won one national championship since the three point line has been introduced, and it was either the first or the second year that it was introduced. I hate IU. This is an anti-IU podcast. All right. If you're an IU fan, I'm sorry. You suck. All right. Come back to reality. You lost to <laughs> right, Rutgers <laughs> in back-to-back games. Back-to-back games. That's that's a joke. A Rutgers fan, that's a joke. <laughs> There's just nothing better than IU Twitter when they lose. It's, it's just panic on Twitter about Archie. You got Tom Crean over here getting the number two recruit in the country at Georgia. Somehow gets him to go there. I mean, the, the shot himself, Watford, his brother's probably going to go to Georgia now. I mean, panic, bring Kareem back. Get the word back shirts back again. Archie, I don't know if he's the answer. If you don't get Keon Brooks, you're in trouble. But I agree. You can't call yourself a blue blood and lose to Rutgers and all these teams at home. It's Amen, Zach. Let him know. I will. I will. All right, we're going to move on to our next segment. And this is one that uh, it's, it's kind of a, a solo spotlight for our boy JB, the soccer player himself. Uh, this is called JB's Rants. We're, we're just kind of give the floor to JB and let him rant about Really, what's ever on his mind? So, JB, what are we ranting about today? 
We're talking soccer every day, all day. So here we go. I got a tweet. It's not the mailbag time yet, but I got a tweet from at Walsh underscore my underscore call 11. And he said, is Christian Pulisic going to a second tier Premier League club once Etten Hazard leaves this summer? And, you know, I'm a Chelsea fan, big Chelsea fan. And Etten Hazard, he's gone. He's going to Madrid this summer. I'm upset about it, but I understand it. Chelsea's just, they're struggling right now. I mean, Maurizio Sarri, I can't stand the man right now. I am angry at him. Like, he cannot, he does not know how to fix a problem. They win four months. With, they go undefeated for four months, and then all of a sudden they start losing games, and he thinks his systems work. He would not adjust. All he needs to do is put N'Golo Conte right next to Jorginho or in place of Jorginho. It fixes everything. You're not losing 6-0 to Man City or 4-0 to Bournemouth, for heaven's sake. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? 4-0 to Bournemouth? Like, and so I'm... I'm worried right now for them. I mean, they're one point behind top four, and they need top four to finish for the Champions League. I mean, to qualify for the Champions League, but I'm worried. I mean, United 10-1-1. I don't think United's going to uh, keep up that form down the stretch. Arsenal, I love how people think Arsenal is a chance. I mean, they're losing to <laughs> Bate right now. What? I don't even know Bate, Bate. They're from Belarus. Like, are you kidding me, Arsenal? Like, that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's worse than forward of Bournemouth. Like, Arsenal, don't, you, don't, you guys don't have a chance. So, I mean... It's up to United or Chelsea. So if Chelsea can fix the problem, I think they're going to finish top four and qualify for the Champions League. And if Hazard leaves, you know that's going to be tough. But Christian Pulisic, the American boy, he's coming to Chelsea. So that's big for them. They're going to have a lot of money to spend if Hazard leaves. So I think they'll be a top-tier club even if Hazard leaves. And I think they could still qualify top four for the Champions League. So that's what I got for you guys today. (laughs) Thank you, Brooksy. Now y'all look money-hungry. And that's good. All right, now this is a special time of the podcast. We're going to talk about making some money for you all. I'm talking betting, gambling, investing, all right? This is a locks-only podcast. Everything I tell you is a lock. Locks-only podcast. Hey, just a quick disclaimer with that. Justin Brooks, obviously our star soccer player, will not be allowed to participate in betting or gambling or anything talking about gambling due to his student-athlete. So please leave him be. Thank you very much. I wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you, JV. All right, I'll start it off. I'm going to give you the best way for a gambler to win. I'm talking back door cover. We had two great ones recently. First of all, we're going to start off with my team, my school, Bowling Green, the Falcons. They started, they were down early. I, I mean, we're talking Bowling Green, lock of the day. Central Michigan, minus six. I couldn't watch the game. I get a text from Zach, and it just says, Bowling Green Jesus. Not good. Sound the alarms, right? No, 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 no. You don't sound the alarms on the money-making Falcon. They come back. Wait, surging back. They win. They don't win. They cover. Good teams win. Great teams cover. The Falcons are a great team. Money-making Falcons. And then, probably the more exciting one, Nevada Wolfpack. The two brothers. Colorado State. <laughs> 13 and a half point favorite. It's a back and forth game between, you know, an eight point lead to a 10 point lead. They just can't get on a run. Under two minutes left in the game. It's an eight point game. All right. I'm sitting in my bed. I got to go to work the next morning. It's, I've got to wake up at 630. We're talking 10 o'clock start on the West Coast. All right. I'm tired. I'm angry. I'm worried. All right. I'm sitting there. ESPN app. That the update on the ESPN app, scariest thing in the world. 
<laughs> I think it's all over. I thought the money was lost, but no. Fouls and technicals. They get six free throws in 22 <laughs> seconds. Seal the game with a dunk from the Martin Twins. Win by 16. Cover. Put the money in my bank account. That was oh. exciting. I mean, absolutely electric. There's not, I mean, backdoor cover. It's like game seven. It's the best words to hear in sports. But with, with all the good comes the bad. And with the bad becomes Roger Ayers. Let me tell you something about Roger Ayers. <laughs> Buckman likes to talk about Kempom. Roger Ayers in 2017 was the number one rated ref voted by CBS and Kempom. Number one rated ref. Keep that in mind. So let's go to, let's go to Oklahoma. Iowa State's playing at Oklahoma. Minus three. Playing good ball. Shayok's hitting shots. Iowa State, I like them in the tournament. They can light up the floor. They have a four-point lead. They cover with five seconds to go. You know, if you're, you love it. You love the cover on the road. You know, Oklahoma goes down. Buzzer sounds. Oklahoma jacks up a three after, keyword, after the buzzer. It goes in. Roger Ayers jogs off the court. Doesn't say anything about it. Doesn't go check He's it. gone. He's gone. One-point lead. Spread. Gone. Money. Lost. So it's like, you know what? Wow. I mean, you're pissed off if you're going for the Cyclones there. But it's one game. You can move on from one game. You can always rebound. You go with that parlay. The next day, you get it right back. Hedge it. Do whatever you got to do. But then you go to Villanova. Villanova is minus nine against Creighton. The ref, Roger Ayers. Remember that name? Roger Ayers. Number one ref that blew the last cover. Anyways, we're going to Villanova. And it's it's going to overtime. And they, Nova has to cover a nine-point spread in overtime. You're like, there's no shot. And all of a sudden, Pascal and Booth just light it up after they shot below 25% from the field. Pascal, Booth gets a steal, throws up to Pascal for a dunk with eight seconds left to take a nine-point lead and cover in overtime. Unbelievable. And it's, it's deja vu. Creighton goes down the floor. Floater after buzzer. Cover lost. Roger Ayers. You are dead to me, Roger Ayers. How do you blow two straight covers? And, you know, the NCAA comes in. They try to back it up. Oh, in March Madness, we'll be reviewing all of these plays to make sure that, you know, everything is efficient and the statistics and all this. Bullshit. March Madness is not here. I need the money now so I can bet more in March Madness. Give it's it February. Now. It's February. We're getting there. Roger Ayers, wake up. Unbelievable. I will never bet another game that Roger Ayers is reffing. Not I don't care. It could be the national championship game. I'm not letting that man take my money from me again. Roger right? Ayers is worse than Teddy TV. It's, it's uh, Teddy TV. It's worse. Let him know. Let him know. It's crazy. All right. Well, Buck, what do you like? What do you like for tonight then? Thursday night locks only, of course. What we like him? Thursdays. Let me just tell you real quick. Thursdays are my best days. I make my most money on Thursdays. And I'm going to give you three locks. First wow. lock is a bet that no one has talked about. The most slept on bet, and not just the NBA, but in sports. I'm talking magic first quarter. Let me give you a date real quick. January 25th. Why do you bring up January 25th? That was pretty long ago. You're right, it was long. Ten games ago, actually. That was the last time that the Orlando Magic lost a first quarter. They've won nine straight. Nine straight. Deposit the money into the Magic first quarter against the Hornets. Minus one spread. Minus 140 money line. Take them both. Put it in the bank. We're going to ride out the Magic first quarter for as long as it's going. And I mean, it's going to go a while. It's going to go a while. All right, next game. I talked about them earlier. They blow teams out. Gonzaga minus 20 against Loyola Marymount. This team is hot. Loyola sucks. Take, I don't care if it's 20 and a half. Every, you know, you, oh, if it's above 20, I, I'm taking the underdog because 20 is a lot. I took Vermont minus 23 and a half yesterday, and they covered it easily. All right? <laughs> Gonzaga minus 20. Take them to the bank. 
Ride out the dogs. They're 11-3 and three against the spread in their last 14. I'm looking to make it 12-3 and three tonight. And then last, I'm sticking in the West Coast Conference. 10 o'clock tip-offs, small teams, best games to bet on, most exciting games to bet on. Pepperdine Waves plus 11. They only That's lost to three against San Francisco earlier. Pepperdine plus 11, 9-4 in their last 13 games. Uh, against the spread, four and two against the spread on the road in their last six. San Francisco sucks against the spread recently. I'm taking the wave of Pepperdine and I'm riding that bad boy out. All right, <laughs> making money, locks only. Locks only. Locks only. I like it. I like it. Well, I'll, I'll stick with the West Coast for you for a second here. We'll stick with. Well, I'm going pack Pack 12 basketball though. Oh, bold call. And I know, I know, but we're thinking Arizona. Sean Miller. You simply didn't pay enough for your players this year. You didn't cheat hard enough, man. You're terrible. You've lost five in a row. Sharif left you. You got Nico Mannion coming in next year, so you probably paid a lot for him. Good job on him. But you're going at Utah tonight. Arizona's lost five in a row. Utah's coming off two straight wins. They're second place in the conference, needing a win to get in second place for the tournament. The line right now has dropped all the way to three. I took it four and a half. I mean, you should be getting on Bovada. What I'm calling your bookie right now, it dropped a three call, and I'm saying, God, put the life savings on it. I mean, this is where the one you want to go to, locks only. Utah minus four and a half spread at home against the struggling Arizona. Now we'll go to the NBA, which I, I, I struggle with sometimes. The NBA scares me, but tonight it's a lock. You know, I know a lot of you are looking for spring break plans and financials are a struggle with that, but you're going to put it all down on this. It's locks only. It's locks only. OKC playing the Pelicans. Pelicans, I mean, AD is probably only going to play about 20, 25 minutes. He's barely scoring. They, he's booed when he goes on the court, but they cheer for him when he scores. New Orleans is confused. Front office is confused. They're a disaster. OKC, Paul George playing at probably a better level than James Harden right now. The MVP race is getting closer and closer every night. Russ Westbrook, the rest of the squad, they're playing well together. You know, it's minus, it was minus four last night. It's moving up to minus five and a half. Don't be scared by that. This is going to be a blowout in New Orleans. I like OKC minus five and a half. Locks only. That's what I got. Listen, this is disrespectful to Paul George. Very disrespectful to Paul George. That man's going to come out with a vengeance saying, you only got me at five point favorite. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is like putting the bucks at minus four and a half against the Pacers. Makes Shut no up. sense. Like, we, it's have two a with, we have two with three minutes to go. Do not sleep on the Pacers. I'm tired of the disrespect. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, listen, so let's recap magic. First quarter Gonzaga minus 20 Pepperdine plus 11 Utah minus three thunder plus, I mean, minus five, lock them all in, put them in a parlay, Put the savings on them. Have your bookie calling you next week saying, hey, I have money to give you. We'll do it with you. Locks only. Yes, sir. Locks only. Now for the mailbag. Q time. Time for the questions. Real quick, follow us on Twitter at HBT underscore podcast. Tweet at us any questions that you have, and we could be answering them on our next podcast. Brooksy, what's our, uh, what we got? What we starting with? I still, I don't have it in front of me, so. Oh, My bad on that. Okay, <laughs> hey, that. Listen, that. I got him. Don't worry about it. JB I, can't no, do Skype. No, we can't turn off paper. Unprepared. <laughs> just stick in the film room. Wow, he's just throwing you under the bus. <laughs> we we edit that. <laughs> no, we're not editing that out. We are running with that right now. All right, Buckman, what do we got? Question That's... one. Thank you at Price is Rightly for a great question. I love the shot you're taking at JB. You might not know JB, but oh boy, this one's going to get him heated. Is Carson Edwards the Big Ten Player of the Year? I mean, I'll have to, I'll, here we go. Yeah. It's a two-horse race. It's Winston or Edwards. I mean, if you think it's anyone else, just please just walk out of the room right now. Like, it's, it's Winston or Edwards. So I'm going to look at some stats really fast. You know, I don't like to talk about stats too much, but sometimes I do, and this is one time I do. 
So if we're talking points per game, yeah, Edwards averages 25 a game. Winston averages 19. Winston also averages seven assists compared to Edwards' three assists a game. Uh, let's talk shooting percentages. Uh, Winston shoots 47% compared to Edwards' is 41%. Three-point percentage, uh, Winston shoots 45% compared to Edwards' 36%. Ooh, I mean, 45 to 36, and Edwards, uh, uh, he takes a lot of threes. and whew, That's not very good. Okay, so we'll go head-to-head. Uh, -head. You know, they split the series already, one-to-one. -one. First game. In East Lansing, Cassius Winston, 23 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Let's look at Edwards, 11 points, and a donut on rebounds. Oh, and you think he might have a couple assists? No, another donut on assists in the first <laughs> meeting. I mean, you're playing, come on, you're a top 15 basketball team, and you're having donuts on rebounds and assists? Come on. Second meeting at Purdue, Edwards is going to score 30. Everyone thinks he's going to. What happens? Uh, Winston, 23.7 rebounds, 8 assists. Edwards, 14 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Head-to-head, -head, Winston was way better in the game's head-to-head. -head. And I know you might say they don't guard each other, but I don't care. Someone could lock down Edwards. No one can lock down Winston if you look <laughs> at that. I mean, 23 points in both games between the two teams? No one's locking down Winston. I mean, he's just a difference maker. He controls the tempo of the game. He makes big shots. He makes big plays down the stretch of games. I mean, what can I say? Ed, Winston's my guy over Edwards right now. Uh, yeah, I, and you're you're kind of wrong here, Brooks. It's like Carson. You look. It's the eye test. You got to take stats out when you look at these guys, and you do eye test. And they're, uh, Cassius Winston's probably one of the best, if not the best, point guard uh, in, in the country. And I'll give you that. His statistics are off the charts, and the impact he has on that team is a product through and through. But if you cannot tell me if Purdue ends up winning this Big Ten conference, it's not because of Carson Edwards. You cannot tell me if the Purdue wins this conference that it won't be Carson Edwards winning Big Ten Player of the Year. If Purdue somehow wins the conference, give him Big Ten Player of the Year, but Purdue's not winning the conference. Come on. We'll see. Well, listen, we'll see. I will, let me just throw this in real quick. The Big Ten doesn't know how to pick the all ten all Big Ten team. They don't know how to pick Player of the uh, Year. disrespecting people like Miles Mack and Corey Sanders for too long. All right, well, I don't names? care if Rutgers finishes. Corey Sanders and Miles Mack. You might... IU fans, you might remember Corey Sanders. You also, Purdue fans, you might remember Corey Sanders because we almost beat you in the Big Ten quarterfinals you last year. You did not just say that. Almost. Let's go to the oh. next question. I can't believe you just said that. Almost beat. <laughs> ne the next question. We got to move. It was a single-digit game. It was a single-digit game. God, that's Single-digit so game. Listen, a nine-point game doesn't mean anything. Just so you guys know. <laughs> nine point, just so all you listeners out there know. Rutgers going to the Big Ten quarterfinals and playing three games in the Big Ten tournament was the greatest run I've had in March. And real quick, it started in the sorry for you. So sorry for that's you. how I feel as a basketball fan. Let's move on. That's anyway, next question. Question two, at Kyler Hunt, sticking with the college basketball theme, is Tennessee the most fun college basketball team to watch? Also, are they the most fun to watch since Marshall Henderson at Ole Miss? And let me just say real quick, no, no one's ever more fun to watch than Marshall Henderson at Ole Miss. Get that out real quick. He was one of the most exciting and electric players you'll ever see. Put a picture of him above your bed and say, that's who I want to be like, Mom. <laughs> I want to play like. That's who I want to act like. He is a stud, and he will never be beaten for most fun to watch. Yeah, and quick, quick shout out, Kyler. Kyler's been just annihilated by every Dan on ESPN. Dan Lebatar, Dan Dockage, from radio shows to Twitter. You know, Kyler, we're not here to do that, but we are here to tell you that you're not right in this scenario. I mean, Marshall Henderson, that game against Vanderbilt, I think everyone remembers him sprinting around the court screaming at fans. But I like, I mean, I think they're not even the best team this year. I think you have Duke and Zion and RJ. That's you got two, three lottery picks. 
Uh, but if we're moving off this year, one sleeper that I like is Wichita State. Van Fleet, Baker, Cotton, Clanthony Early. I mean, number one seed, Final Four team. Absolutely electric squad, mid-major that would just light it up every single night, make big plays, big dunks. Uh, I like them. Grant Williams and Admiral, very fun team for Tennessee. I think they'll go far, uh, but not the most exciting team to watch in college basketball. I mean, yeah, Tennessee's my pick to win the national title right now. The season we're ending today, that might change. But, I mean, Zion's block against Virginia. I mean, did you see where he was on the court when the guy it's caught just, the ball? Like, it's not human. It's Duke, Duke's put him in the dunk contest this team. year. NBA dunk contest this year, the man would win. Ah, oh, Miles Bridges is winning that. Come on, of course Mr. he's got that. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have mentioned it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's. I think it's a lock for for Duke. This you, know, you can't you can't take away how good Zion's been, how entertaining they've been. Everyone watches them. They cover twenty three and a half spreads when they're losing at half. Like they're they're unbelievable. They also come back from twenty three point games in the late in the second half. I mean, like it's nothing. Far the most exciting it's team. It's crazy. All right, question three at George Somers nineteen. Will the Lakers make the playoffs? Now, this Oof. is debatable. Right now, the Lakers are standing 10th in the standings in the Western Conference, two and a half games out of the playoffs. Boys, what do we think? I mean, I would say first, uh, I would say they make the playoffs just because of LeBron, solely because of LeBron. I but, completely agree. But they do have a very tough schedule remaining. Milwaukee twice, Denver, Boston, Toronto, Golden State, Houston, the Clippers twice, and Sacramento. So, I mean... They got a tough schedule remaining, so they got to figure it out soon if we're going to make the playoffs. But I do trust LeBron. I think they'll make the playoffs. And I think they could make a run in the playoffs just because of LeBron. Yeah, the All-Star break's coming at a right time for them. I mean, Luke Walton's getting a lot of heat right now, but the guy's going through a lot. His dad's eating cupcakes with, with fire in them on national TV. I mean, he's just the joke of the century. <laughs> now, let me he's just got a lot of Arizona Pac-12 game. I mean, the Arizona-Utah game. If, if he is, folks, and you unfortunately don't watch that one, just see if they <laughs> win in the morning because it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Yes, uh, we end up that one. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think I think the Clippers are, are going to fade. Uh, Tobias Harris leaving is, is a big deal. Uh, you know, Lou Will's playing on an unbelievable clip right now, but I, I don't think they can cover and keep this up to keep an eight seed. I like the Kings. I hope they make it. They're young. They're good at home. They're fun to watch. Love uh, you know, you can on the stay Kings up to too. watch them on the West Coast. But I think like, the Lakers do get in. It's just a question of how far they go once they get in. I mean, I think one of the biggest things is LeBron can do what LeBron does. I mean, he's the greatest player of all time. That's a different conversation. But the question is if the younger players can buy in and wad because they could have been traded to business. Can they understand that? Can they come out of the all-star break and get excited to play the game, excited that they're playing with the greatest player of all time and go on a run? I think they can. The question is if they will. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think they can make a run if they don't get up to the seventh seed. They got past San Antonio, I think, to make a run because they're not beating Golden State first round. No, no, but they do need Lonzo back. It's unbelievable how much Lonzo means to that team, uh, despite whatever LeVar says. They need Lonzo. You also have to hope that Rondo stays healthy. You do. They have had a lot of injuries, that, you know, more than anyone, so, but I think they bounce back. Yeah. So everyone thinks they make the playoffs? Everyone thinks uh, they're going yeah, to make it? Yeah, uh, yeah all, right. all in. I agree. Lock it I agree. In. Locks only. Yeah, lock, this is a locks only podcast. Don't forget that. I mean, real quick before we leave, I just wanted to say, Jay Glazer, you made an enemy of me. All right, I'm tired of every month hearing that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to get traded. It's getting old. He's not getting traded. He signed for the long term. Stop flooding my timeline with Odell getting <laughs> traded. I'm tired of seeing it. And then you come out and you get all mad because fans are backlashing at you. And you come up with a very, very, very profanic tweet at us. Very profanic. Very offensive. Took offense to me. You made an enemy of me. Your credits are gone. You have no credit with me. 
You're gone. I'm tired of seeing this Odell stuff. If I see one more thing about Odell being traded, I'm gonna I'm gonna block the word Odell on my timeline. I'm getting tired of it. I'm you just can gonna never go do sit that. on YouTube. You're right. I can't. I'm just gonna go sit on YouTube though and watch his highlights. The Giants would be so dumb to trade him. So dumb to trade him. He's not gonna get traded. The Giants understand that. If you're bringing in a young quarterback, all right, like Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray, you're bringing in a young quarterback and you're gonna trade the best wide receiver in the NFL away. That'd be. But I would. I would have to not be a Giants fan anymore. I couldn't watch the NFL. That might be the worst move ever if you trade Odell for Kalamui. I mean, Kalamui won't have a job in three years, so. No, not trade for him. (laughs) Trade trade Odell and then draft Kalamui. I mean, I just want to say real quick, Jay Glazer, you made an enemy of me. All right. Don't say that. Don't don't disrespect the name Odell. All right. That's going to be my child's name, and I don't want you disrespecting my child. Wow. But anyways, thank you for joining us on our first podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter at HBT underscore podcast. We're going to tweet out the link from there. Retweet it, follow us, tell you tell tell your friends about us. All right. Remember, locks only podcast. All right, guys. Have a good one. Right. Happy Valentine's Day. Have a good one. Everybody, hey, hi, how are you? It's time to introduce a miraculous dude. Something similar to fairy tales that never came true. Yeah, I'll probably settle down in like a minute or two. It goes B, U to the R K E, like a RKO. Anybody that brings the negativity to tables while I'm trying to sing, I just pray when I'm the king that my crown got bling. Okay, I get it, I understand the process is rough. I'll just stick to that and beat shit and process I trust. I know it could be similar to looking at lust. Besides, three before and beat, they were sort of a bust. You know, I'm Playing, only saying what I'm feeling is truth By the way, I think the cash fills the fountain of youth Because the revenue to kids is more important than food I'm the same, but from my view, it's sort of like fuel Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Yo, I need fucking buckets like I'm Ray Shrim Yeah, it's funny, future spit, they'll replace him Mumbo rapping came and went, now it's all hood But the shit that I've been doing actually sound good Yeah, I switch my flow up so I know you pay attention But these kids on so much shit that they can't even listen I could take all of their drugs, lay them on the table And they would tell me that it's fake, like it's all a fable Yo, when will everybody know that money isn't everything? After all, when people die, you think they get the fame and bling? Now they get the judgment that they knew they had to face In the end, better spend, heaven doesn't have a bank this is the type of stuff we never talk about whether time could take us over while we're falling out or if somehow the sundown could hold off a slowdown to allow my head to recount Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm tryna fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm tryna fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits
It's the beginning of ending the new trending type of artist Might be coming off corny, make way for the harvest Seems the ones that brag that they're closest are the farthest All these rappers dumb, they ain't smart, shouts to Marcus That could be Boston, or Mr. Henderson I'm talking TJ on the TV in the house I was living in When I was kicking it, I'm talking 8 or 9 or 10 when I was spitting this Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call the time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song Okay, I gotta step back and take a minute quick I'm trying to fake it till I make it like that boy squints They gonna pay just to watch, call it time spent We gonna party, get it started till this song hits 